1: Seat. Stevie Johnson's going
2: to fight him all the way up to the line, who'll get there first? Kelly, I reckon no, Johnson, Johnson got it. This is going to be Molly Taylor winning the first ever Extreme EX3, she crosses the line, she has done a fabulous job and no wonder she is smiling. The driver's seat. It's McLaren and Ricardo. McLaren. The driver's seat with Matt McKeldon and Stephen Johnson for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter. Shaping and building Australia together.
1: And welcome to the driver's seat. As always, we do it thanks to Kubota. Together we are shaping and building Australia. My name is Nims Azor, joined as always by Matt McKeldon. And normally I would say also joined by Stephen Johnson. But uh, Matty, how is the level of communication around here? First off... It's- First, well, it was <laughs> it was about thirty seconds
3: ago that you realised Steve Johnson wasn't going to be on tonight, but at least he's not here to be late, Emzy. I is suppose. True.
1: This That's is true. a bonus. Regular driver seat listeners would know that he's either getting a coffee now or strolling <laughs> to the door. But uh, I digress. <laughs> we'll try and catch up with CBJ a little bit later on because he had a big, big weekend for the Johnson mm. family at Winton. But. Uh, Coming up this weekend, uh, Team 18 is actually going to be having a family open day down at their Mount Waverley HQ. You can see a whole bunch of fun stuff for the family, including jumping castles. There'll be appearances and whatnot. Even going to be a livery reveal for one Scotty Pie ahead of the Adelaide 500. But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the actual star of Team 18 and let's give him his proper intro. Enough, I wanna enough, I lie.
2: Hold your breath, Australia! Punch for punch. Mark Winterbottom will win the super cheap auto Bathurst 1000 with Steven Richards. The 2015 V8
1: supercars champion, Mark Winterbottom. The title is his. He is a very worthy champion. Please welcome back to the driver's seat uh, a man that's had over 500 race starts and he's been a supercars champion, but we still remember him for that wonderful TikTok video, the one and only Mark Winterbottom. <laughs> <laughs> isn't that, mate, isn't that appalling when you've had the career that you've had, you've
3: won Bathurst, you've won the championship, <laughs> and the thing you're most known for in the last sort of 12, 18 months is uh, a TikTok video dancing to Be My Lover by Labouche.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good, isn't it? So, um, I always thought when I set out to start this, it wasn't about driving, it was about getting TikTok hit, so I'm glad. <laughs> it took uh, about, what, 20 years to do it, but... Um, Never give up, kids. You always live your dreams, <laughs> don't you? So I got there. How good.
3: <laughs> Put your head down and work hard and you too could be a TikTok star. Hey, um, Mark, g- good year. I reckon it's a good year as we head towards the Adelaide 500 for you because, you you know, you're looking to finish inside the top 10. You've had a, a pretty damn good season. Probably the best, I reckon, since you t- you joined Team 18. Um, how have you felt the year's gone for you? Yes,
4: yeah, up
0: and down, to be fair. Like, I think when we're on, we're, we're actually really strong, and when we're off, it's um it's trying to make those off days uh, better. You know, that, that's, the, that's the hardest part about this championship, because there's there's always days whatever team you're at, there's good days. Like, you have days where the car's just hooked up, and you qualify well, and, and stuff like that, but then it's trying to turn those bad days into not being buried in the field to actually, you know, a bad day being back into the 10, a good day being, you know, on the podium, and um, that, that's sort of the, what I've been trying to do at this team since I got here, is to just be a bit more consistent. But um, yeah, it's, it's been up and down. Like even this year's been up and down. But uh, but you know, it's been good. I think on our days we've we've been strong and we're, we're close to podiums. And whether it's um, you know a bad start or a, or a slightly slow stop or um, you know a failure or whatever it's been, it's just little things have cost us from getting some silver around the cabinet. And that's been the thing that's probably been frustrating. But um, as we build into next year, I think we're in a really good position because mid year we have recruited and our teams turned around. If you look at the mid season break onwards or whatever it is around that time, we've really lifted and, and fixed our consistency issues quite a bit. So I'd say the first half of the year was um, a bit of soul searching and then good recruiting. And then um, the back end's been pretty good. So, Moving forward, I think, you know, our team's in a pretty good position and finish off Adelaide with a good result, it'll be uh, yeah, nice way to go out.
1: It's also been a fairly disjointed sort of time at Team 18 because when you jumped on board first in like 2019, like you were actually, you were building something in that single car outfit and then you expanded too. Then, of course, we had the travelling road show that was 2020 and then 2021 with the almost, you know, everyone... Um, just live at Sydney Motorsport Park, so there's not really much time that you could sort of get back to the workshop now and then. So to, to look when you look at these sort of results and sort of see that they've improved over your initial season, you've got to be pleased with that. Especially since, like, like you said, when you've had those unlucky moments, you've bounced back pretty quickly.
0: If we had about five rounds at Stand Down or five rounds at Tassie or five rounds at Hidden Valley, <laughs> we would have looked like rock stars. But Sydney Motorsport Park, far out, it's just not kind to us and <laughs> We Had five rounds there, that so was like the gift that kept giving, but um, yeah, it's tough, it's a tough time in, in our sport, you know. It's um, you know, the sport's very healthy, and you know, their calendar's been released, and there's lots of good stuff happening, but it's you know, staff in general is very, very tough. And you know, when I joined there for one car, you've only got to get staff for one car, so that's half, you know, half or a bit more than half the people. And then it goes to two cars, you've got to have Uh, you know, double the amount of personnel and that goes across two cars and you can't have people that, you know, are are not fitting in. And so the the team evolves and gets bigger and then COVID hits and then the staff issues just in life and, you know, motorsport's quite tough to keep them. Um, You know, you you lose some people and then you go back to square one and then um, having people away from their family, that was a really big, hard one for for a lot of the staff just being away from home because they all have families and four months on the road and it was quite tough. So then you lose people and then you've got to replace. And, uh, you know, for us this year, Charlie was replacing a team manager and a crew chief. So two of the most, you know, very important yeah. roles. So, um, you know, we're lucky that Bruins come on board and, uh, and Dennis, who's our, our crew chief. Um, and they they've been really, really good. So now you build again. So it's a, it's a, a sport where you you think you're going really well and you recruit well, you lose a couple, you you scout you know, sort of salvage through who you get. Um and you don't want to get people who are angry leaving a team and, you know, a bit disjointed with the sport. You want to get fresh but you need experience and so many factors. But um where we sit right now, team eighteen, it's uh it's a really good vibe and a you know, really good group of guys and um the future looks really strong, which is why, you know, being here for two more years. It's um it's really
3: exciting. And, mate, that's going to put you straight into Gen 3, um, which I think I, w- we've been really critical over the journey of Gen 3 and its costs and its its blowouts and this, that, and the other thing, and also very critical of supercars about their communication about all of that kind of stuff. But from purely from a driving point of view, uh, what I'm looking forward to Gen 3 next year is in some ways it resets the bar because, I mean, you were there. You've been in this championship from, you know, project blueprint all the way through car of the future gen 2 all that kind of stuff so you've seen change but i reckon with this gen 3 and the way it's walked away from so much you know aero and all those bits and pieces next year could be a year where we see you know rookies like cam hill matt payne guys like yourself who perhaps have been sitting in that from a qualifying uh, position in the sort of mid fives to tens and then finishing off just outside the 10 in racing. This could be this could be the thing that levels off uh, and we get multiple winners next year and multiple people in the top 10 that perhaps we wouldn't expect.
0: I'm excited for it because uh, it really, you know, from a selfish point of view, I think suits myself and the team. Like, it really suits us quite well. But, you know, talking about the, the supercars and the progression, you know, the, the, the day I joined in 03, which is, um, was it Bathurst in the Stone Brothers car? You know, it's the the engines are faster now than what they were then, but we could hit limiters and all that sort of stuff back then because the drag was, the cars were so slippery. They moved around and you didn't get much aero disturbance to now. It's funny, like the rules haven't changed, but every time you homologate a car, they fudge the system and it gets more and more aero to the point where the thing's got that much drag and aero. You just can't follow a car even around the Gold Coast. So, it needed to be changed because racing now is really keep someone behind you for two laps. It's game over. And it's all about quality. So um, next year's car, you know, we've all got to drive it. We've had our input. Uh, They're very physical and they, they move around a lot and the braking zones are a lot longer and the things like spins the wheels off the corner. So tire life, you're not trying to manufacture these tires that degrade. I think the, the right foot is the thing that's going to save or wear a tie. You know, there's lots of factors that are going to make the racing so much better than what it is at the moment. So that's really exciting. And, you know, from Team 18's point of view, we're a customer already. So effectively, there's no benefit in owning, you know, five CNC machines and, um, you know, 10 lays and all the all the big machinery that develops stuff and, and makes, you know, heavy components. We, we buy them now, and that's what pretty well everyone you know, we'll have to sort of do next year. So we've ran this model for a few years at Charlie's and, um, you know, it, it's sort of going to be that way next year, but they are expensive, like the cars. <laughs> I've never seen one hit budget. I think they always roll out. <laughs> um, and if you had to do that at a car dealership, you, oh, no one would oh, buy a car. So, no. Um, But no, we're, we're lucky Charlie's bought, um, you know, we've got two chassis already, painted, in our workshop so we're we're really well positioned they've got pretty well all the parts that have been approved like charlie's really gone hard at this gen 3 program and um we're we're, we're stocked up to where the rules stand at the moment what's been released we own everything so um cool. yeah teammate ends in a really good spot and a new car like everyone wants a new car and when you buy one from another team you don't get new cars you get ones that have been raced. and yes. um you know, my my car now is five years old, and that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. I get a brand new shell that's sitting in my work, like in the workshop now. And as a driver, like there's no denying a new car's good. So bring it on! Like from from my point of view, and from Team 18, that you know it should have been here this year, and it would have been good for us. So I think next year's a good opportunity for sure.
3: And you mentioned earlier that you've been the first car you jumped into, essentially the championship 2003. So. 2023, uh, 20 years for Mark Winterbottom, a sensational career, uh, if you don't mind. And as is often the case when you have a career, the length that you've had um, and no one escapes this, people start talking about retirement. People, as you get older towards the dreaded 4-0 and beyond, uh, <laughs> people start talking about retirement, whether you like it or not or whether you feel it. And there is no doubt that earlier this year, there was a lot of chat about, you know, potentially you not, continuing on to into 2023 and beyond we know that that has now uh been put to bed you're going to be with us for another two years which is sensational but now that you've had such a massive career and you've achieved so much is there anything left to do for mark winterbottom from a racing point of view
0: uh well you know like for me i don't look back and i don't hang my hat off for bathurst win or a championship because Like, I'm so, you get so frustrated when you get beat. Like, I hate getting beat. And, um, you know, I think when you retire, you sit back and you go, oh, kids, I won Bathurst and I drove really good that day. And, you know, you become one of those blokes. But at the moment, the kids go, hey, you got your butt kicked last weekend. When are we going to see you get a trophy? Like, you live for now. You don't live for the, I think until you retire, you know, that's when you look back. So, um, you know, for me, I feel like I'm driving really well at the moment it's funny like some days uh in you know on on the tough days you're you're doing laps like Winton this year I did one of the best laps I've ever done there and it's uh eighth or something on the grid I've polled there before by four tenths with a lap that I had probably 10% left so it's just you know sometimes you people don't see it they see you know Van Gisbergen on pole and um you know he's probably done better laps before to be fifth in a car that was you know, really hard to drive as opposed to something that he's in sync with and it's it's coming easy, you know. They don't make mistakes because they're they're, they're all together. So, um, you know, I feel like you're driving, like I'm driving well enough and the Gen 3 is massive opportunity and, um, you know, when I signed with Charlie, it was very much, we're going to get this team to the front and I would rather leave the team having won a championship and have it at the front and say, hey, you know, we built this and walk away than go, hey, It's half done um, because I know I can do the job and I know Charlie's, you know, determined to get there. So um, you don't walk away from something you haven't finished. So, and that means work hard, recruit hard, train hard, um, you know, do all the things that go with it and not accept, um, you know, not accept that you can't win. We need to go and win and uh, the job's not done. Mm.
1: Ah, uh, Frosty. You, you touched on earlier that the calendar's just been uh, re-released, and uh, the news came out that uh, Sandown 500 is back, which is great news. It's an event that you've also been on the top step a couple of times, and have got a fair swag of silverware there. Uh, I know it's probably, it's still a well into the distance, but uh, you and Caruso have been a pretty good team together. A lot of experience there. Um, do you know what the plans might be, or do you ha- Would you like to continue with Robbo or is that just looking a bit too far ahead?
0: is back like that's one of my favorite events and you know even this year when we're there all the co-drivers were there because they did a practice session so i was like and we had a ride day on the monday so michael was there all weekend and i'm like why don't you just get in the car and start the race and let's do the 500 (laughs) like just didn't make sense that the 500 wasn't there wasn't on given everyone was there and we just didn't have the fuel tower that's all we needed so um to see that back is is fantastic but you know michael and I get along really well. I'd love to stay with him um, and, and have him there because it's not just what they do on track. It's, it's all the stuff behind the scenes that people don't, you know, don't see. And, um, you know, him and I get along really well. We, we can't, we raced each other for 30 years and only ever worked with each other in the last two years. It's it's a bizarre way (laughs) it works out. Um, And we get along really well. And, you know, I've got a lot of respect for him and I, I hope we do keep him and that's um you know, I've been pretty strong with the team that I, I I really love racing with him. So um, you know, and I think the new car next year is about experience at, at Bathurst and Sandown because the cars they're gonna to be tough to drive and you're gonna to need to have someone who's um in those tough situations gonna to be able to hold on. So um who knows, but yeah, fingers crossed we, we can keep him.
3: Uh, Mark, we've run out of time, but before we go very quickly, and this is a very selfish and personal question from myself because I just get interested <laughs> about this sort of stuff. If you weren't in supercars, but you were still a driver, what other category is a category that you could see Mark Winterbottom driving in domestically and or overseas? Don't really care. Where do you where do you see you could have made an impact uh, somewhere else in the world?
0: Well, I actually uh, really enjoyed the Brazil stock cars. Like that was... That was really, really cool. They had cars, uh, you know, forty-six car grid. It was unbelievable, oh, wow. and the caliber of drivers over there was really good. And when I raced there, I finished second uh, with uh, Marcus Gomez, who went on to win the championship. So it was a good team and a good car. And they actually offered me a drive in when I was leaving Tickford to go to Charlie's. It was I had a couple of options going on, and one one of them was there, but. They uh, they don't do contracts, they do handshakes and they don't pay, uh, they pay cash. So I wasn't really that brave to come home and say to Renee, we're moving to Sao Paulo and (laughs) I don't have a handshake and Chargo shook my hand and left some cash there. I wasn't really going to go down that well. (laughs) um, I'd love to race it, but I think, yeah, the way we do business here is a lot different to how they do business there.
1: Look, uh we we were going to let you go but someone's texted in on the text line 0433 98 11 16. A question from Fro- uh, for Frosty. I've been a fan since your FPR days. I was wondering if you ever think you could see yourself in a co-drive with Tickford after your full-time career is over. Cheers, Adam from Wollongong.
0: <laughs> well, one of the one of the drivers I have the most respect for and and really get along with is Cam Waters. So, um you never know. He he asked me when I'm retiring. When it, when someone <laughs> said you're retiring, he rang me and said, "Hey, Oh, six looks good, so um, <laughs> but, uh, you ne- you never know. But uh, I'd love to race with him because, um, one, you know, one day, because I saw him when he first came in the sport and, and helped him, you know, with a bit of experience. And he's he's killing it at the moment. And, um, you know, he's one of the guys that I really, you know, you'd, you'd holiday with him and, and stuff. Like that. Yeah. He's, he's a really good guy, so you never know one day. But um, who knows? He might retire before me, you know. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> keep,
2: Are you saying around.
3: that Moff... Moff was his second choice. You're his first, and Moff nah, was his second. Nah, nah,
0: nah. <laughs> nah. Oh. nah not, not at all. Not at yeah. all. But um, just trying to be yeah, a little controversial, in, you I? know? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, he's, he's um. I think we actually looked at the rankings the other day, uh, and Moff went quite well. So um, <laughs> yeah, at least like I can start though, so I can get him to the front, maybe off the front, and um, there you go, hand it over to him.
1: Oh jeez! Well, Frosty, before you end up on Speed Cafe, we'll better let you go, mate. Um, but <laughs> but uh, remember, nah, there's
0: no controversy. I'm, I'm still, I'm still racing, and um, yeah, I don't need, I don't need that role yet. So uh, who knows?
1: But if you would like to go, if you're in uh, Melbourne and you'd like to, or even if you want to make it down and you're a Team 18 fan interstate, then you can get down to the uh, the shop down at Mount Waverley this weekend, Sunday. Check it out from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. There'll be food and coffee vans a Jumping Castle. Even pick up yourself a panel or two, some X-Gear uh, up for sale. And, of course, Frosty will be doing some meet and greets with Scotty Pye. And you can see what Scotty Pye will be driving at the Adelaide 500. Uh, I, I promised you we'd keep you for 10 minutes, uh, Frosty, and I've been <laughs> Do an absolute what, liar. You know so li-
0: <laughs> You know what the is? No, not no. yet. No. Oh well, come to the open day then. <laughs> oh, there you go. Look oh, I at.
1: Thought you were going to give us an exclusive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Frosty, we'll let you go, mate. You've been very generous with your time, and uh, I'll see you on Sunday. See
0: you there, guys. Cheers.
1: <laughs> Mark Winterbottom there, joining us here on the driver's seat. Uh, Maddie, we have got a lot of text. You want to go through them?
3: Yeah. So we'll we'll start um, as I quickly grab the screen and scroll down. Um, Firstly, I just want to do one thing, and it's not overly motorsport related, but my engineer, uh, Tony um, – oh, let's just call him T.G. Mm-hmm. Uh, T.G. is just – he's come off a great weekend in uh, in Winton, won the championship with the young fella, Jet Johnson, uh, crewed me to a top 10, um, and then has just had a bit of a uh, – hit the wall a little bit on uh, Monday, Tuesday. He's, gonna, he's, he's just looking after himself at the moment, and I just want to send out to you, T.G., the greatest of love and support, mate. And we're all here, here around you. And uh call us anytime, mate. I don't know he listens to the show. So uh anytime you need to support, mate, we are all here and Get we on the are text. all around you. Get, Get on, on the text. text and yeah. just let me know, big boy, if you need to have a chat. Um, Hey, here's one. Hey, guys. Is it just me or does the 2023 supercars calendar look smaller than last year? I thought it was meant to be expanding. Carl well, we're to cover off. Yeah, we're going to cover off that. Uh, a little bit later, Carl. But you are your eyes are not deceiving you, my friend. No. Thirteen 13 uh, rounds this year, and we're not having 13 next year. So I thought it was meant to be expanding too. I'm yet to find out why Supercars particularly uh, is rolling back with their rounds. They're saying ideally it's either 11 or 12 or something like that. So we'll cover off calendar a little bit later on, Carl, but it is disappointing for mine, uh, here's one that we're not going to New Zealand.
1: Uh, yeah, that is a shame too, but I think there's a bit of uh – Red tape and brewer ha ha about that one, but uh, brewer ha ha. Yeah, you know. Mm, yeah, I like that. Anytime
3: time I... you can work in brewer ha ha <laughs> into our show, you've got my thumbs up, Nancy. How, how do I put this?
2: There's no cash here. Here, there's <laughs> no cash. All right, <laughs> cash no. Robo, no I, cash.
3: I think there is cash. I just think it's like a rules thing. There's something about I. I don't profess to understand, but it's something no. about. Um, not having the right permits at this stage.
1: Well, we have got a stackload of your messages coming through, and let's hear from one of our friends in New Zealand. Keep your
2: ticks messages coming in, ah, uh, Frankie. Frankie
1: Fakatani. He's getting Welcome, so Frankie. annoyed that there's no oh, supercars. Yeah. The oh yeah, he'll have the shots. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that note, we'll take a quick break here on the driver's seat. Um, we got to talk about Winton. We'll do that next, and we'll try to get CBJ on the line as well here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota for over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together.
3: What's the bet? We're interrupting his dinner.
1: Oh yeah, it'll be a tomahawk, pizza. something. Yeah, no,
3: no, it'll be a pizza. He's at Philip Island.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, mate, he's going to eat cows out of. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we'll take a quick pause. Back with more after this.
2: This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together.
1: Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia together. And remember, you can rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app. It's available in the app store now. I'll tell you, the amount of people that are jumping on the text line saying, oh, is Steve getting more coffee? What? Like, what's going on there with Steve? He's <laughs> it, got a reputation. It, 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 I, I will admit... It does make me laugh a lot, but at the same time. <laughs> mm. Mm. There's only one person to blame, and that man is on the other end of the phone. Mm. Please welcome back to the driver's seat. His own show, I should point out, the one and only Stephen Johnson. Stevie yeah, J, you know, welcome.
4: Do <laughs> you guys actually miss me? Seriously?
3: Yeah, yeah of, course no, of course we, we do. do. What are you because because talking about? Oh. The, the, well, the, ability to, the ability to hang um, copious amounts of crap on you. Yeah, uh, goes away from the show, unfortunately. So <laughs> absolutely we miss you. No, of course we miss you. Hey, Thanks. I do want to know, bro, you're down at Phillip Island for uh, one of your instructing gigs. Now, be truthful. Did you go to the pizza place in Phillip Island for dinner?
4: You might be talking about Pinot's, is that correct? Pino's, that's the word, <laughs> that's the place, Pinos oh. with all the
3: motorcycle leathers and stuff.
4: Well, I may have... <laughs> Just literally arrived back to my hotel from Pinos as we oh, Hey, there it is! Great
2: pizza
3: at Pinos. That's the one thing I do miss about being a full-time instructor is going down to Phillip Island and having uh, quite a few Pinot pizzas. Oh yeah, very very good stuff. Hey, Stevie no. J, thanks for joining us, mate. Because I know it's been a very long day for you, but we're gonna. Talk about Winton on the weekend because your boy finally got himself his first national championship from my point of view was sensational to watch. So congratulations to you and the family.
4: Yeah. Yeah, thank you, mate. It was very, very cool. Um, You know, it's actually very cool to have you there as a part of it. Obviously, big race for you coming back as well, which sort of probably got a bit overshadowed by, by Jet, but... Um, you know, to have you there and have the new car, the newly rebuilt car there, which pretty much didn't miss a beat all weekend and um, you know, all in all. Uh you know, it did it didn't come without its without its dramas, as you know, with with an engine failure on Friday, but um the boys worked really, really hard until two AM and got everything sorted and um, you know, he was able to, to do what he needed to do on on Saturday and Sunday to um to claim the title. And NIMSY was it was
3: it was quite funny because one of the things we have to do as drivers, we actually have to go to the driver's briefing where all the officials talk to you about all the safety bits and pieces, and you've got to sign on. Uh, young Jet Johnson, Stevie J, not only missed our driver's briefing and then was penalised, what was it, 10 points, I think? 10 championship
0: points. Yes. 10 championship oh, points. Jeez Louise. That's what, not... I,
3: what I love then is he, he was too scared to tell his old man that he'd just been docked. <laughs> Ten championship points. We all knew, but Steve didn't know.
4: Yeah, it was funny how I seemed to uh, find <laughs> out about that on Saturday night on social media, wasn't it? Mm, um, yeah. <laughs> so once I found out about it, I walked next door into his bedroom in the hotel we were staying, in, and I said, uh, "Is this correct?" And he's like, "Oh, uh, um, yeah, uh, yeah, Dad, um, yeah." So he he. Uh, Definitely didn't know what to say. So yeah, anyway, but um I tell you, I, I said to him in the end, I, I wasn't I was a bit mad, but I said, mate, if you win if you lose this championship by nine points, yep. it is your own fault. Absolutely. At the end of the day. And so anyway, he turned around and said, Dad, I you know, I got told to go in ten minutes time. Um, I got sidetracked and um that was my own fault. He owned up to it, he said it was my own fault. That'll never happen again, um, and he's learned a big lesson. So, luckily, it did. It didn't have any major ramifications. But usually, within a close championship, ten points means oh, yeah. the difference between either winning or losing, or it could even mean the difference between finishing in top three or not.
2: Mm, absolutely.
4: And what I liked about his
3: drive, um, Steve, because you and I haven't had much of a chance to debrief because you've you've shot straight off to to your work commitments. But what I really liked about his drive is that often we see in young racing drivers, male or female, it's win it or bin it at every single corner. Um, he actually played a, a pretty conservative weekend. Obviously you can't, you can't, uh, you can't help an engine drama, which you guys had and were up till two o'clock in the morning on, I think it was on Saturday night or Sunday morning. Friday into the Sunday. Sa- was it Friday, uh, Friday was it into, Friday, into Friday, the Saturday, into, sorry. Into Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, I was impressed with the way he actually went about his weekend with a championship view in mind. It wasn't to win the weekend. It wasn't to win every race. It was purely and simply to bag himself a championship for the team and for Napa.
4: Yeah, correct, mate. He he was keeping a close eye on his closest rival in the championship and he was in front of him. So, uh, you know, in his eyes, as much as we all wanted him to win races, Mm -hmm. um, he decided, no, I'm just going to sit here um, and... Bag the points, and make sure I finish the races, and um, and obviously bring home this championship. So uh, it, it was it was a funny one because I think by you know when he actually did start attacking in the last race, um, he actually got himself out of a lot of trouble in regard to uh, the three races before where he was being very conservative. Yeah, he was actually in the middle of danger zone and he was getting hit by people and everything else. And I'm like, well if you just have a little bit more aggressive, you'll probably get out of that, out of that zone. So um, it was a really good lesson for him to learn. We'll watch it all back, and, and hopefully he'll learn a lot from that. And and just, you know, if if and when, and hopefully he is fighting for more championships down the line in, in, in coming years, but, you know, that'll hold him in good stead of what he needs to do um, to either, you know, it's a very different story if you're having to protect a decent lead rather than having to come from behind and attack and try to win at all costs and uh, and, and hope that your closest rival um, you know, has a bad weekend.
3: Sunday night. Let's talk about Sunday night because we had the awards dinner for TA2 for the year and of which your boy was uh, crowned champion and Graham Cheney was uh, second uh, for the championship, which, which was who you were saying um, uh, yeah. Jet was watching and keeping his eye on. Um I think I left at about 10, maybe 10.30. We had the Big Dick, Jilly was there, Bree, Lacey, the whole the whole Team Johnson, the whole family, Johnson family and all Team Johnson. Now, when I left at about 10, whatever it is, I reckon you'd sunk 12 beers, <laughs> maybe? Did you press uh, on? Because you weren't great know, Monday morning, as I understand it.
4: Well... I don't remember you leaving. To be fair, Let's just get that <laughs> out. So I don't even remember if I said goodbye to you. But <laughs> yeah, no, you
3: did. We had a hug. We had it. We oh, had good. a tender moment. It was lovely.
4: Good, good. But um, yeah. you know, I think that um, not only did uh, did it kick on for a little bit longer there, um, we ended up going back to our accommodation. Um, <laughs> our boys from Team Johnson ended up trying to. To, to grab Maccas through the drive through which is the only thing that was open by food, foot, and they wouldn't let them. So I had to get someone to come and pick them up to take them through to get Maccas. Um, and I think, yeah, maybe somewhere in the early hours of one-ish or maybe a little bit later is when they ended up um, leaving our room. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a decent night. And um, uh, obviously, Monday morning um, wasn't really it was ideal. No, it wasn't great, but yeah. but um, but we soldiered on and we got to fill the pond ready for work on Tuesday.
3: You're a trooper. You're a trooper.
4: Um, where to from
3: here, Steve? What's the what's the plan? He's he's one TA two, so lots of talk about where he'll go next. Oh, what's so the, much
1: rumour in uh, Scuttlebutt? Yeah, that's going on.
3: huge amount. The, Grab the keys to the rumour mill and crank it up because well, it was, he's going everywhere. It
1: was actually funny too because because you you were getting ready to jump in the AU, uh Matty. Yeah. And and Jet was doing a couple of media commitments and doing some interviews. And there were people that are literally asking him, like, he's he hasn't put the trophy down yet. And he's like, so what are you doing next year? And yeah. she's like, just hang on, let, let him soak in this for a little yeah, bit. So, enjoy the moment. But, yeah.
3: but what, is the, what is the sort of, as much as you can confirm at this stage, what is the strategy for Jet moving forward for 23?
4: Yeah, we'd like to continue do, doing the Trans Am Championship next year, which is obviously... Um, the the other championship on the other spectrum. So um, you know, look at doing that. Napa are really, really keen to to be in there amongst the other um, very cheap auto stores um, <laughs> <Yep>. that, uh, <laughs> that we that we race against. And yep. um, um, but also, I would, I would really, really love to get him. In, you know, people talking about Super Two and all that sort of stuff. I- I personally, if we can, you know, and, and there's nothing confirmed yet at all. There's, there's still a lot of uh, planning to do um, to make it work, not only and, and to try to get funding, but also to find a car would be Super 3. Uh, and the reason for that is that you go straight into Super 2 next year, you have to drive either a Mustang or a ZB, um, ZB Holden um, straight up the spotlight is straight on you, 100%. Mm. And um, you must be winning races. You know, at the end of the day, you're in a Super 2 car. You've got to be winning races. So
2: yeah,
4: for him to be in a decent car, now to, for everybody listening, the Super uh, 2 cars, as I just said, are the current cars handed down from this year, so Mustangs and ZB combos only. And then the current Super 2 cars, which are um, the FGX, Falcons, etc. cetera, um they're going to be um, in the super three category in twenty twenty three. And for me that'd be a better option because not only are you out of the spotlight a little bit if you do well in an FGX Falcon or Holden, whatever it might be, um, the uh, I guess you get the opportunity to get better coverage. Um, yeah. you know if uh, Kai Allen's a got great example this year, even though they're slightly different cars are super threes to the super twos. They are the, the previous era before car of the future. Um, and he's been doing great uh, in super three. He's been mixing in and beating a lot of the super tours or, or half of the super two field. So mm-hmm. that's been getting him some really, really good press, really, really good um, rapport with, with other team owners. Um, and I think because of that, and also being out of the spotlight, you don't have to win the race outright. Mm-hmm. It gives you some really, really good, um, you know, like credibility within that. Yeah. Good experience mm-hmm. without the added, pressure that i think super two brings so ideally i mean he's only 17 you know he's so young i don't want to force him into the spotlight i want to try to keep him out as much as i can even though he is a bloody johnson you know it doesn't help in that regard (laughs) but um if i can help him in that regard to just focus and just keep having fun as much as we can before the big pressure stuff starts and it will if he gets there um you know, that's my, that's my aim, to get him in there, to have fun, to do well, to try to do it uh, as low pressure as possible, try to get some super license points so eventually in the next couple of years he might be eligible to do a, a wild card and possibly a, an enduro um, and, and go from there. But, you know, that's that's sort of long-term thought. That's literally just my thought. But right now, um, to get him some laps in a... Uh, uh, but you know and even the super twos now, whether it be you know like I said whether it be the FGx Falcon mm-hmm, yeah. they're basically the same style of car as what's going to be in Super two they're exactly the same pretty much so yeah. um you know obviously a very different kettle of fish talking about obviously um you know next year's um next year's new cars as well so um I think that's the, the idea but you know um, things could change and we'll um we we'll just have to play
1: that by air, but the next month or so is going to be very important. Well, another thing, and you you raise a really good point there about Super Two because you just have to look at, you know, someone like Aaron Seaton who has literally every time he goes on the on the grid, he's always compared to Glenn. Like no matter what he yep. does, he will always be uh, like the the, the spotlight is one hundred percent on, no matter where he's on the grid. And like uh, it's not it's not really helpful to try and develop like that, is it? When you currently have the microscope on you twenty four seven.
4: No, and I don't think it's fair to give those young guys that much added pressure. You know, I really just think that they should go out there, learn and absorb as much information as they can from the engineers that they're working with, but also to go out and have fun. I mean, you know, that's what they do this job for. That's what they do. That's what they race cars for, and that's what we all race cars for because we love it and we want to enjoy it. Um, If you're lucky enough to make a profession out of it, well, that's you know. That's a massively added bonus at the end. But um, to go out there and have fun, um, yes, learn about your commercial aspects, learn about keeping sponsors happy, learn about what you need to do, learn about not missing driver's briefing. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> um, and basically, um, you know, basically do your apprenticeship, do your time. Um, and if you're good enough in the end, then hopefully, you know, you might be lucky enough to get an opportunity in the main game. So, um, you know, that's that's. that's my plan, whether it's right or wrong, I don't know, but that's for the way I think that we should do it. And, and um, you know, I'm sure they'll be spoken about the next couple of weeks with my old man and maybe Ryan Storey and a few others. And um, I've already made a few calls to other teams, to be honest, oh, um, there we in go. the last couple of days. So uh, to just see what their thoughts are and everything, and, and everything's been very positive. So all the, all the actually, the, the, the calls have been very well received from the other end and, 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 and surprised in their end that, that we are ringing around. So um, I it? just want to not only help him out as much as I can, but also want to get him the best seat. You know, you cannot make it in racing unless you have the best seat mm. or one of the best of seats. Course. And, yeah. you know, and there's no point doing it half-heartedly. Um, it really I knew what you were going to say then.
3: Yeah. <laughs> good good, <laughs> self-centering, it Steve. It wasn't heartedly
4: either. <laughs> I was not going to say half-arsed, assed right. I was going to say <laughs> oh, half <half-hearted>. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, That's and basically, yeah, so just basically, uh, you know, and I've had that and, and, and I, don't, I don't excuse anything that I've done in my career. I, I've loved every decision that I've made. Have they all been correct? In my eyes, they have. Have they all been yeah. correct in regard to being in the right car and getting results? Absolutely not. They have not. Mm-hmm. Um, so, But I don't excuse the fact of what I did and how I did it. Um, because I wanted to be with the family. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make sure that Jet's in the right seat, the best seat uh, at for the him. best time mm-hmm. for him to give him the best opportunity to win races. Yeah.
3: I think, and I, the thing is, Stevie J, we have the the skeptics of supercars, and I'm probably amongst them, say that we've got a Super 2 and a Super 3 program because we've got to have a used car yard and these cars have got to go somewhere. Uh, but the reality is, it is also, and they are trying to make it a definite pathway to main game supercars. So, you know, people like Brock Feeney and Kai Allen have done Super mm-hmm. 3 being dominant. You go to Super 2, again, hopefully you're, you're competitive. And then the, hopefully, if the system is working, the walk into supercars should be a whole lot easier mm-hmm. than just just money. Mm-hmm. We'll have to wait and see.
4: But, but we've you seen know, it at the end of Brock the day, and- guys, but, yeah, at the end of the day, Maddie and, and Mimsy not only that, but the stars have to align too. And you think of Brock Feeney. Mm. at his progression and when he started and what he did. Um, for him to be able to get to Super 2 at the time that he did and dominate the time that he did um, uh, with Triple Eight, you know, he, he'd got the funding together to run a Triple Eight car. That coincided with Jamie Wincuff deciding to retire, probably yep. way premature to what we all thought that he would. He didn't need yeah. to. He could probably still be winning races right now. So that's just the, the big positive luck that he had to get into that seat. You know what I mean? So you, you've got to have those sort of things. I mean, Will Davis and Anthony Pasquale, not saying that just aimed at going there, but, you know, DJR are one of the best seats. Triple A are one of the best seats. You know, Tickford are one of the best seats. They're yeah. all up the front. So you, what, you've got to aim for those for those um, teams, but you've got to have a bit of luck with who they've got at the moment um, to to change um, and, and and have, a, have an opportunity to, to snatch one of those seats you know somewhere down the, down the track.
1: And Will Will Davison is a fantastic example about that, that too because you got a guy that's a two-time Bathurst winner that literally 2 years ago due to no fault of his own was jobless. Mm-hmm. Like he yeah. he was on his backside and um couldn't buy a seat, simple as that. Yep. Like, So yep. you're, you're right, it is a, an incredible amount of circumstances that do need to go right. Um, look, we, Stevie, we won't keep you too long, but before I let you go, mm-hmm. I do have to mention one certain thing that also happened at Winton.
2: It's an <laughs> AU Falcon!
1: <laughs> because, because someone has just texted in, uh, there was an AU Falcon that was raced recently talking about the best seat. <laughs> can, I, can I
4: say something about that? And I was hoping you were going to bring that up because you know what? I now know after all these years of watching my dad and Peter Brock and everyone else race, I now know what it feels like to be John Harvey, (laughs) right? Now, John Harvey would always get in the car after Peter Brock and all of a sudden the car would break down, right? So I'm thinking, all right, we're right here. Like, Jet Set Matt's out there. He's doing his business. We got... Hundred laps. I'll hang around here with Jet and do a few photos and kiss a few babies. I'll get him a race suit. Maybe he'll come in after seventy laps, and I'll jump in and do the last thirty. And he comes in on lap six, and the thing's absolutely smoking, nice. and it's absolutely toast. I'm like, now I know what it feels like to be John Harvey. <laughs>
3: okay, now let's let's in the in the uh, interest of truth and fact. Talk about the Lanham Ford AU. Now, a number of challenges over the weekend, Nimsy. Seating, position, pedals, a whole bunch of stuff. It was quite tricky, in all in all honesty. Try, quite tricky to get really comfortable in a car. I could, I could but, barely fit in the boot. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's right, right? So, But, of course, there'd been a lot of investment time and money by uh, Stewie Lanham and Maddie Crips and all that sort of stuff and by the good folks at, uh, at the AMRS and the Winton 300. So yeah. we gave it a crack. We went in there. We did practice sessions. I think I qualified thirteenth, and then Stevie jumped in to do the qualify to do the qualifying race in the wet and was electric. Passed three or four cars on the opening lap. He was doing a great job. It was ten laps, and I think he finished. I don't know eighth, seventh, or eighth. Stevie J from
4: memory. Um, no, but we ha- well, well, I got, I got up to about sixth, I think. But that's right. But then again, after qualifying, I didn't realise that there was an issue that Maddie had caused, and I couldn't <laughs> finish that race. <laughs> It's so bad. <laughs> I caused it. okay. so
3: we knew we knew that the power steering and the problem was for those playing at home the problem was that the power steering after four or five laps simply gave up the ghost. It, it just it just became like trying to drive a steamroller. So um, we just, we absolutely decided that we would start the race. I would start the race. Um, we would wait for the thing to go probably bad. And then we would roll in. Steve would try and take it over, do two laps, three laps or whatever. And then we'd end up having to unfortunately retire the car. Now, unfortunately in the race, same thing, got a good start, picked up three or four spots or whatever. Um, but then the thing went to concrete within three laps. So I fought it for a couple and I thought, you know what? I might just go in here. Steve surely going to be ready to jump in the car for maybe his three or four laps. Surely he's going to be ready a roll in his old mate still kissing babies, high fives, doing meter interviews in his shorts and t-shirt, <laughs> <laughs> and he absolutely knew he was never going to get in that car. I reckon, but uh, <laughs> but unfortunately, and and it is sad because it was. I reckon Stevie J. We look at the bracket they we were in. Had the thing stayed together, we were on. We were on
1: for a trophy, I reckon, well, because Stewie yeah, Latem's keen. Good, Stewie She's Lanham's, a good thing. Stewie Lanham is very keen. He was talking yeah, about yeah. you know we'll, we'll kid it up. it will be good. We'll be back again, have another crack next time.
2: Yeah,
3: exactly right. So I, yeah. you know, I think uh, we had some. We had a good mate of mine, Peter Wally, bring some parts up for on Sunday morning. We were prepared to go and give it a full on crack, but. The funniest thing about this whole thing, Stevie J and Nimsy, and I don't think you, you boys heard it, is of course the big dick was in the garage because of Jet's wind. Oh, it was. Him. And it, I he heard came. It. He, <laughs> I got out of the car and he came over to me and he said, "What happened?" And I said, "Oh, mate, it's just it's just got no power steering. I I, I don't know. It's, it's it's either the rack or the pump." And he goes. You're bloody soft. I won Bathurst in 1981 with no power steering in the XD, and just turned around and walked away. I'm
1: going to say Matthew, Matthew's also. Uh, I, I should point out too, because I was also in the in the uh, garage at the time, and there was a lot more uh, colourful yeah. language used by I, Richard I at the time that up for, radio, <laughs> it was, for commercial radio. It was but... tidying that up for radio, but and I can tell you right now, Steve, it was one of the funniest things. Like <laughs> I've never seen. A grown man looked like he was back in the principal's office. Absolutely. At, yep. When your dad was giving Matty yep. a serve. And, yep. I, was, when, and I, was at the, I was at the quarter too, like, don't make eye contact. Just, just yeah, you no, Do your own thing. I just I just put my visor back down and walked into the
3: next garage <laughs> crying. There was a tear. There was a little tear that I'd just been told off by the
4: great man. <laughs> oh, well, anyway. I know we've been chatting to Stewie and he's very, very keen about uh, about doing some more. And he's very keen to do some racing himself, just some just some club stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, he was talking of the idea. I think he's got an F- F6 Typhoon at work that's been sitting oh around. A, and I'm like, that's cool, but it's still not an AU Falcon. <laughs> <right>. It's still <laughs> no, not no. an AU Falcon. Now, let's just, just quickly, I know we've got to go, Lindsay, but that thing, that AU Falcon has been sitting in Stewie's uh, car yard, at Lanham Ford, out the front for five years there's yeah. has not turned the wheel, everybody, for five years. Maddie Cripps, um, who now works for Stewie, who's, who's done a lot of work with Maddie Mack on his uh, TA2 Transam car for, for years. Um, yeah. He did a great job getting the car ready, um, overhauling all the brakes and getting, getting all the safety stuff done. And everything. So everything was prepared pretty good. The car ran really, really well. It just—it—it it seems like it's—it's it's not just we changed oil in the power steering. We maybe we put some fancy yep. oil in it, did all this sort of stuff, thinking that it was overheating, and it wasn't. So I think it's—it's it's an internal issue in the in the steering rack itself, where it probably needs a full rebuild and some new seals. But, uh, but to be honest, I mean the engine didn't miss a beat. The gearbox no. didn't miss a beat. The brakes were phenomenal.
3: Oh, Every, yes. Like everything else,
4: the tires are <laughs> <were>
3: quite good. <laughs> What's that? The, yeah, the brake there. I couldn't believe the brakes. The brakes were like a supercar brake pedal. You could just bomb it in at a million miles an hour and the thing stopped. It
4: was brilliant. We need to, I think, you know, it's got a little bit of a diff issue, which it wants to one wheel spin the inside rear wheel. So we can probably grab a welder and COG and lock that thing up and it'll be much better. (laughs) But uh, but apart from that, um, if we can fix the power steering and, and obviously a little bit of, the ergonomics for Matty because he's very
3: uncomfortable, and it's very funny watching him get out of a car. To be fair, oh. um, uh, <laughs> and uh, and we can have another crack next year, right? it's easy, you know. You know, you know why it looks so funny for me getting in and out of the car because I'm the only one really that did. Steve played full Hollywood spec. I've I've <laughs> I've had a 17-year supercar career. You drive it, you drive it, you drive it, you drive it. Gets in, does one race, hands it back to me. You know, that's that's why it looks funny with me getting out of the car because you never saw Steve Johnson getting out of the car.
4: <laughs> but but I did enjoy it. It was it was great fun. It was wet. Mm. I was passing cars left, right front, and centre because you qualified the back, so I got it back to the front and.
3: Uh, you know, it was, it was a lot of fun. You know, it was a lot of fun. It's oh, another Johnson clip. i had two. One from the big dick and one from the middle. We just need to get oh, Bree on uh, next week and we can have another one. Yeah, <laughs> get, get, get the, the trifecta. trifecta. Let's, let's get Jed on the phone so he can give me a clip in the drive-by <laughs> through it too. So uh, I've had all the Johnsons. Uh,
1: Very funny. Stevie, we'll let you go, mate. But um, it will It was a fantastic weekend. I've I got to say, too, it was it was an absolute thrill to see your old man because it was funny as, like, if you, if you haven't had the thrill of – watching dick johnson serve someone do yourself a favor get yourself some popcorn it is one of the best dressing downs you will ever see on the planet it's it's well worth the box office but uh mate we'll let you go uh enjoy enjoy the rest of your time at pr and uh we'll chat to you next week. Awesome, thanks, legend. <laughs> Stevie J Johnny is live from yeah. Phillip Island. Uh, that was it. Seriously, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Because I'm glad you, you got, enjoyed it, Maisie.
4: You
3: got absolutely toweled Yeah, he roasted me. He absolutely roasted me in absolute deadpan flat voice, uh, and gave me cr- no credit for anything. So uh, it was yeah, it was. They say don't meet your heroes, folks. That's cruel. (laughs) That's cruel. Yeah, he gave it to me, and he's allowed to.
1: I do want to say uh, thank you to everyone that did come out to Winton because we had a Mm. whole bunch of uh, fans there that wanted to take some Mm. photos, and Mm. it was quite funny too. Because even though I'm pretty sure I was probably the only Sri Lankan man in Winton that time,
2: (laughs) I reckon you might have been.
1: I still had one or two people that prefaced it with. Nimsy from the driver's seat, right? I'm like, yeah. yep. What gave it away? <laughs> there you go. You stood out. <laughs> hey, very quickly. I know where to go, but uh, Mark from Merrigum, thank
3: you for coming out, mate. He just wrote, uh, big thanks to the, the uh, driver's seat crew, Team Johnson and Kubota. Had a blast at Winton on the weekend. TA2 cars, these are impressive live. All he can say is, get your backside, trackside. You won't be disappointed. And it was lovely to meet you, Mark. Certainly Good was. Thank you
1: for coming down. Good egg. Yeah. Um, I just saw a clip on Facebook with Jet mm. taking Brie for a lap in the Mustang. Mm. Uh, Matt and Upper Coomera. That was that wasn't all that Jet did in that bloody Mustang.
3: <laughs> no, no, he he gave it everything that he could to almost lose that championship. But uh, I'm not sure whether in in just in addition to that tax, I'm not sure uh, whether Steve has gone for a, a hot lap with Jet. Mm. Not entirely sure. Um,
1: mm. From, from or what big I, dick. Not what sure. I, what I've learned from uh, the times when <laughs> Mum's taken me when I was on my L's. Never get in the car with your parents.
3: <laughs> uh. <laughs> and just uh, very quickly, Shane from the ACT. Hey guys, great work. Nims for carrying the show. <laughs> the show once again. Good on you. Uh, Shane, uh, bad luck, boys, with the Winton 300 last year, but here are the three ri- reasons why it only lasted five laps. Because it's an AU Falcon. It's an AU Falcon! <laughs> Two, it wasn't taxi spec. Three, it wasn't a Holden.
1: <laughs> Thank you, Shane. And one Go last on, one no, before Shane. we get to the break. Uh, how good is the 99 Mustang look? It's got that tough mm-hmm. NASCAR look and all it's missing is Dick Trickle's name on the back window. Says so Pete <laughs> in Munta Bay. And mate, I'll tell you right now, the pictures don't do it justice. Yeah, no, she's a good rig and uh, it was good to get away with eighth for the weekend
3: and that I did not have to add or could add or did add to your sound bites of McKeldin in the wall or (laughs) McKeldin missing a wheel or any of that sort of stuff. Played it very safe and uh, got home with a top 10. So, uh, yeah, it was really good and we look forward to 23 now.
1: Oh, indeedy. We'll take a quick pause for the cause uh, because we do want to talk about uh, the final piece of the puzzle Mm. in the Supercars grid. Cameron Hill, Mm. signing on with MSR. We'll chat about that next here on The Driver's Seat. This is The Driver's Seat for
2: Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia
1: together. It's The Driver's Seat. Nims is all, and Matt McKeldin here with you this evening. You can get in touch with us. Get your text messages coming through. 4 98 11 16 is our number. Uh, here's one from Brad in Sydney. On you, Brad. Uh, good evening, guys. Love the show. With the announcement that the first Gen 3 test day will be six weeks out from Newcastle, I find it really frustrating as a fan that almost every motor racing journal criticised the project but is really specific as to why there are continual delays and who is responsible for them. I understand there's a lot in that, but it would be good to get some insight. Given Jamie stated T8 are 90% plus responsible for Gen 3, Happy for them to be pushed under the bus, but I'm sure there is more <laughs> to it. Regards, Brad in Sydney. This is a, a very. Because we were actually. It's funny because I, I normally type up a rundown every single morning, send it out by lunchtime. But today I had to. It was delayed slightly because despite the fact that we are in November, we still mm. didn't have um, a calendar for next year. So there's a lot of stuff yep. that in the back end of supercars that. I don't know. is isn't being filtered down, probably. But we'll, we'll address Brad first because the, the Gen Three thing, and I know Maddie that oh, <laughs> that you've been one of them, one of the more Great. vocal people about this. <laughs> and yeah. and one, two
3: seconds. I right, bring the box in, really? I'm about <laughs> to get off of it. <laughs> Thank
1: you. But uh, but yeah, Gen Three. Look, and and it's <laughs> nice to see. I think Frosty was probably when we chatted to Frosty just before. He that was the only time I've ever seen a driver kind of exasperated because he even said we should be driving these cars this year. Absolutely. Did you pick up on that one? <laughs> yeah,
3: I did. And and look, okay, so we've been waiting for Gen 3 for a little while now. Obviously, COVID has had its issues and there has been supply chain issues and all that. That's not just in motor racing. We've seen that across the board. Brad, I wholeheartedly agree with you. Couldn't agree with you more that it is frustrating that we keep getting told of the delays, but not what the actual delays are. The PR... And communication from supercars in 2022 has been appalling. Probably the worst I've ever seen it from a category manager or owner or any of that sort of stuff. We've had communication breakdowns about Gen 3, about ARG and ownership, calendar now. Um, you're right in what you're saying, Nimsey we're November end of November and we still don't have a calendar. Now... I actually sat with a representative from um, Supercars, and I had this discussion with them. I said, "You know what? Our fans deserve better from you. Mm. Now, you don't answer to them. I get it, but in actually, uh, I think you your communication I've heard to partners, as in series partners, has been appalling. The communication to broadcasters hasn't been great, and if it has been good to them, it hasn't come across." on uh, on on our TV screens, you've been talking about nothing apart from the delays. And you've got to keep our fans and us informed of what's going on because if you said to us, pick something out of the sky, uh, you know, steering columns, we yeah. can't get steering columns from the Gen 3. We've looked at four different options. We've tried them all. They've all failed. We really can only have this one type of steering column. It comes from... Upper Combuctor West, somewhere on the other side of the world, and right now we're struggling to get them and we don't have an alternative. You go, oh, okay, all right, that's frustrating, but I get it. Mm-hmm. What we do, all we keep getting though, in all subjects when it relates to supercars at the moment, as I say, calendar, Gen 3, ownership issues, who owns what, where are we going, all that kind of stuff, is crickets. We get nothing. Yeah, um, And I, you can't do that. Or the, all the
1: recycled can't. sort of. PR, hogwash You, you kind of can't
3: thing. do it. You, mm-hmm. If you're a political party, you can't do it. If you're a business that relies on fans and engagement, you can't do it. Now, AFL, NRL, there will be things that they will not talk about. There are internal things that they keep very quiet, but you look at the difference in communication to the fans of the ball sports, it's nonstop. It's in your face. It's all there. Supercars, for some reason, as an entity almost want to keep their fans and a lot of the time their teams in the dark. And I don't understand why. Is it to stop criticism? Is it to not invite criticism and comment and engagement? Well, if it is, that's dumb. Because even though our fans might not be happy about something, you've got to give them the right to get it off their chest and to show their frustrations. Yep. Yep. They, they deserve that right. We've taken away free-to-air TV from them. And so they, a lot of the time, can only uh, get information on the socials and, and websites and all of that kind of stuff. And yet they, they've taken yeah, free to wear off of them, they've taken information away from them, and then they don't talk about what's going on. And it is so frustrating. right? Mm. I can't, like, you know, even VCAT, I can tell you this: the, the VCAT test, which is the aerodynamic test that was undertaken a couple of weeks ago, didn't get completed. It has not been ratified. There was an issue with an engine on one of the cars, and they simply don't communicate any of that sort of stuff to our fans. And so, at the at the, at the we we are an entertainment Nimsy, mm-hmm. and if we don't keep our fans engaged and entertainment up and all of that kind of stuff, they'll go somewhere else. They'll just go somewhere
1: else. Oh yeah, they're, they're, and we just need to see that there are plenty of options too. And, we, and you look at the you look at the fight back that, um, because I I would argue that the. ARG properties unfortunately aren't being watched by the amount of people that would like to watch them because of Stan. Nope. And while Foxtel numbers and KO numbers are doing a really great job and things like that, if if it if, get, if it gets put in the too hard basket, then mm-hmm. you're not getting them back. Simple as that. Well, you just look look at look at the momentum in which TCR, uh, the TCR category, has sort of stalled because they had months and months of no racing, and yeah. then when they came back, no one knew the Bathurst International was even happening.
3: No, correct. And um, in a in a time frame where we're all struggling in the community with things like inflation, cost of fuel, cost of a bag of peas, um, our, our interest Lettuce rates and mortgages are going up and all that kind of stuff, <laughs> you've got to be a serious fan to then go and pay some of your hard-earned onto on to pay TV. And the first thing that's going to go will be your pay TV. Hmm. And then if you don't inform them on the free channels that they've got access to, you're going to lose them. It's a bloody dangerous strategy. Brad, you're 100% right. Um, yeah, we're still in a tish fight and six weeks out from a brand new car arriving at the now thrifty cars, Newcastle 500 or whatever it's going to be. <laughs> How does that even happen?
1: Yeah. Well, look, we will touch on the calendar and we'll talk about Cameron Hill eventually, but we'll, we'll take a quick pause for the course and uh, we'll Do a deep dive into the calendar. Soapbox
3: back. No,
1: no, no, no. Leave that soapbox out. I'll bring it out. Okay, right. Because um, I noticed a couple of dates and something that jumped out like the dog's bollocks was literally, there's a return of the Sandown 500. Great. Looked at the date and I was like, hang on a second. I know that date. But uh, (laughs) look, we'll take a quick pause Mm. and uh, go through the calendar in some great detail next here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together.
2: This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter,
1: shaping and building Australia together. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. Uh, you can text in 0433 98 1116. And if you want to get in touch, uh, jump on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash driver's seat show. You can mm. uh, voice your opinions or... Get it on like a pocket shop. If you want mm-hmm. as well. Um, and I do I do try and answer
3: most things on there. So we, we're, not a, we're not a bunch of uh, show folk who just... Look at it, read, chuckle, and move on. Mm -hmm. But we do take the time to actually talk to you. So make sure you engage with us on on socials. And we
1: very much appreciate it too. Also, Mm. if you're texting in, whack your name on the end of it too because Mm. we've got a great text here for a number ending in 342. Don't get started on free to air It's not even worth watching the highlights. You miss most of the highlights and still have to put, a, put up with that guy that won't come on your show. Scafe. <laughs> <laughs> Stevie Johnson having a couple of little adult beverages, enjoying the atmosphere. Oh, thanks. Thanks, for thanks that, Mark. Mark. Good um, on you, Mark. <laughs> Um Quickly, talking about the calendar, because mm. the 2023 Supergas calendar has been released, confirming a 12 oh, event season for the start of the Gen 3 era. That's right, 12 Mm -hmm. events. Mm, Not 13. Uh, So Newcastle is back on the schedule, but Winton and New Zealand have been dropped. The big news, the Sandown 500 is back in its traditional pre-Bathurst slot, Mm -hmm. uh, which is great because it has not been the case since 2018, and it'll Mm -hmm. be the first multiple two-driver race since 2019. The Sandown event, though, I'll go through the rest of the calendar, actually. So we start off with the thrifty rent-a-car um, Newcastle 500 on March 10 to 12 before the Borough Pairs Melbourne 400 takes place as a support for the Formula One A.G.P. at Albert Park. Mm-hmm. Then There's reduced p- laps. They're mm-hmm. thinking yes, not as many laps per because race. they got to get through all the other categories that F1 bring along.
3: Yeah, F1, two, uh, F2 and F3, F3 this time, first mm-hmm. time ever.
1: Yep. Um, then we've got. The Perth Super Sprint is event number three. We go to Tassie after that at Simmons Plains. Then we head up north. That's uh, that's unchanged, where we escape the winter and go to the Triple Crown in Darwin and yes. the Townsville 500. Then it is the Bow Repairs Sydney Super Night in July, followed by the OTR Super Sprint at the Bender Motorsport Park in August. And then we have got the Penrith Sand and 500 on September 15 and 17. Remember that date. September 15 and 17. <laughs> um, then we've got the Bathurst 1000 on October the 5th uh, till the 8th. Then mm-hmm. we got the Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500, which will still be a single-driver event. And then the season draws to a close in November with the Velo Adelaide 500. Sounds pretty good. Very happy to see the Sandown 500 back. I think that is the thing that everyone was calling for. Mm. We just yep. t- we spoke to Frosty. He was calling for it as well. But the date... Didn't we read that date out when we went through the Motorsport Australia Speed Series calendar? Yeah. So TCR,
3: uh, S5000, Trans Am and TCM were slated to drive or have their round on September 15 to 17. In fact, came out and adamantly said, we will not be changing our
1: date. Our date is booked. Our calendar is locked. We are good to go. Now, for those, for those um, that were wondering, like, hang on a second, you did mention that date. Yeah, we mentioned it in October because mm. uh, mm-hmm. that's how long the calendar's been out for.
3: That's right. And then we get today's calendar. So what I would like to know, and I got an email from the folks at ARG saying, oh, look, well, actually, we are going to change that now. So what I want to know is, was the left hand really knowing what the right hand was doing here <laughs> when everything got booked? Uh, back in October, which really would have been done in September, with an October type announcement date for, for ARG and their categories as well. Did Supercars, who by the way also uh, a part of, are in a partnership with ARG and the Race Consortium, mm-hmm. uh, did they sit there and go, oh, "Actually, we need that. Yeah, that's that's all we can do. That's what we we're actually no. We're going to have that. You guys just go off and do something else. We're going to have that. If I'm ARG, I'm telling you to stick it up your jumper." Yeah. Uh, because we're stuffed again now, and uh, it's they still TBC haven't got a now. Yeah, TBC. Yeah, they've, they've got a, they've got a TBC. So I just once again, it's just shenanigans and a tish fight in the race consortium. Um, and I know Rich Uncle Roland is sitting there saying, "Oh, you know, we can't judge them until next year." He was he was quoted as saying, "You know, they've 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 really got to, um, they'll be they'll be able to be judged fairly next year, not this year." Garbage. That's, I find that absolutely rubbish. I mean, I, I think we can sit in judgment of them quite easily because they uh, they have no idea. The left hand has no idea what the right hand is doing. Mm. That's what it seems anyway. I'd love someone to come on and tell me different. I'd love someone to come and correct me, but um, I can't see that happening. But uh, at the end of the day, they just it is just monkeys doing something with footballs and uh, it just doesn't look fantastic. The other thing that... Um, just jumped out at me in that, was the Perth Super Sprint. Notice it's not Perth Super Night as it is in Sydney. And typically we would have a night race in Perth, but they've come out with Super Sprint, not Super Night. Let's TBC that one. And also uh, round 11, the Boost Mobile Gold Coast 500. Is it really?
2: Mm. Is
3: it really Boost? Has that been signed? when the head of Boost has been absolutely in the media stating he's taking his bat and his ball and he's going home. Mm.
1: He'll be out front at Newcastle, remember, with his transporter. He will indeed. He will be
3: in Newcastle, and uh, he'll also be before that at the Velo Adelaide 500 at the front gate, handing out hats, asking all of the supercar teams to come out the front and explain to him why he's not allowed to
1: race. (laughs) We've got to touch on um, Peter Addison, (laughs) and there's some plans of we're going to be seeing that Mm. that lovely Camaro that he bought from T8. But um, we have been saying this for a while. We'll talk about Cameron Hill because the final piece of the <laughs> we puzzle. We will get there, Cam. Yeah, yes. The final piece of the puzzle has been locked into the supercars grid for 2023. Mm-hmm. So we'll discuss that in detail. If you want to be a part of the show, we'd love to hear from you. Text in 0433 98 1116 is our number. Keep your text messages coming in. Thank you very much, the, Frank. Can I put the soapbox away now, Nimsie? Now you can. Now. now okay, you cool. We can. <laughs> can Take it away, <laughs> fellas! Uh, it's the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota for over 40 years. We've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia together. Lots happening at Matt Stone Racing. Oh. We'll touch on that next. This is the driver's seat
2: for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia
1: together. Welcome back to the driver's seats. the final piece of the puzzle for 2023 is finally in place. We've got ourselves a full grid with the news that Cameron Hill signed on with Matt Stone Racing. It's a regular roster for 2023's Repco Supercars Championship will be Cameron Hill and Jack LeBrock in the Truck Assist Racing Squad as a replacement for Todd Hazelwood, who is on his way to the Blanchard Racing Team because mm-hmm. Tim Slade is on his way to Premier Racing. So, uh, And where's our friend Chris
3: going after all of
1: that, because at the end of the day, we've only got a certain amount of seats. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah.
3: Chris is uh... Mm. not Mm.
1: sure where Chris is going to go at the moment. No, but we'll uh, we'll be watching that space and hopefully we'll see him back on the grid uh, at some point in time. But yeah, this mm. has been, we've finally got, and I was looking through this because I think it was a couple of weeks ago that you actually sort of said that this was not quite a done deal. The ink wasn't mm. dry yet on the contract mm-hmm. uh, is probably the best way I could put it. But it's his first Supercars championship drive. He debuted this year in the Dunlop Super 2 Series with Triple Eight. He then um, was with Crispy in the Bathurst 1000 uh, as a co-driver. Mm-hmm. Um, now he's driven the VS of Commodore in the uh, in the Super Two, sorry, Super two? ZB in the um, at the Bathurst One Thousand, obviously. But now he'll be behind the Chevrolet Camaro in twenty twenty three. And I, I read this Matt Stone and MSR went and picked this guy because he's been in many cars and won many championships, like Formula Ford champion in twenty fifteen, mm. Carrera Cup, uh, huh? and even the, the Bathurst Six Hour as well. So he's very adept to swapping between different sort of cars. There was a lot of talk, um, if you remember,
3: when we knew that there was going to be a change at Matt Stone Racing about who they were going to get. They were talking about Declan Fraser because he's they run Triple Eight equipment. He's a darling of Triple Eight at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talked about the juice, Jada no Jada. So um, they talked about a number of names. Cameron Hill initially wasn't on the discussion, and as I understand it, there were some commercial arrangements that Matt Stone wanted to be able to get in place so that they were able to give themselves a bit of a choice. It wasn't just about who came down to the money and all of that kind of stuff. And you're right. You're 100% right in what you say, Nimsy. This guy's a gun. Like, he's up the front in Super 2. He's one cup car. He's one Formula Ford. I'm not sure whether he was in 86s or not. I can't remember. But everything this guy drives, he's up the front. Mm-hmm. So I don't think it's an out-of-place call. Um, I, I think, uh, you know, he will certainly bring some of his own commercial uh, backing to the team as a lot of a, a lot of drivers have to do these days but he has earned his spot and he is not out of place coming in as one of only two rookies into the supercars championship this with this year uh, next year
1: uh, alongside Matt Payne. It'll be very interesting to see too because we're sort of seeing that because I know that Cameron Hill he's he's done some stuff overseas too hasn't he?
3: Uh... I'd be lying if I said I knew Nimsy. I'm not
1: entirely sure what he's done overseas. I think he has, but if uh, you know, correct me on the text line oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. If I'm wrong, but clearly this is a guy that you know. He he, the the best way I can sort of put it is it's refreshing to sort of see someone go through all of these categories like Formula Mm. Ford and Carrera Cup and all that, and finally end up in supercars because we often see, and I know it's a name that we've been saying a lot, guys like Nathan Hearn that really reach their ceiling and it's just like, well, how do we get to the next level here, guys? Help me out. Yeah,
3: well, in regards to Nathan Hearn, you got to play nice with supercars, and I'm not entirely sure that that's uh, <laughs> high on his agenda. <laughs> um, yeah, look, it, I, I, and I said it when we were talking to Stevie J a little bit earlier about the succession plan. You know, you, you, you success here, you go to the next step, success there, you go to the next step. Um, and Cameron Hill is in many ways uh, – a an example of that you know he's come up through the ranks he's done cup cars one cup car he's done the formula forward thing been successful there um hasn't done super three but went straight from cup car into super two and now he's up the front of super two and getting his chance in the main game so and there's not too many chances you get because we don't have like 10 drivers uh all finishing contracts and or retiring due to age mm. so yeah i mean good on cam hill um there couldn't be a better time as we were saying with frosty for junior burgers and rookies to come in because it's, it's all, uh, it's all a new notebook on how to make these new gen three cars run if we get them. So, um, (laughs) so I think it's a good thing for him and, uh, We'll have to wait and see what MSR come up with.
1: Yeah, congratulations to uh, Matt Stone Racing on uh, the announcement that they're also going to be blooding another rookie, which is great to see. Mm. But, um, Do you want a
3: little goss? Oh. Do you want a little bit of goss just about to, MSR? Just a smidge? Just a smidge? Mm. No Super 2, Super 3 next year. Ooh. Yeah. The, as I understand it, there will be a team run by Jason Gomesall. Mm -hmm. Uh, it will be in the same sort of uh, uh, facility, I believe, as MSR, but it's going to be run by Gommasol. But it won't be run by MSR. They're Mm. going to focus on Gen 3.
1: Interesting. Years. Very interesting. That's a Years. good little uh, morsel there. A little tidbit. Uh, and you'll see the Super 3
3: car of Jason Gomisel which is a former Scott McLaughlin car running in Fujitsu colours at the Velo Adelaide 500. There, so you, there go.
1: you go. Um, I should actually look up what Cameron Hill's um, racing pedigree is, so I'll take this advice. Google it, mate. And uh, yes. do that during the break. But uh, you're listening to The Driver's Seat. Speaking of Super <laughs> 2, we have got... Uh, a. I know why I've gotten confused, and we'll touch on that after the break here on The Driver's Seat. Mm -hmm. Thanks to Kubota, together we are shaping and building Australia.
2: This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making tomorrow matter, shaping and building Australia together.
1: I just looked at the clock there, and I was just like... Oh, it's that time counting <laughs> down. Uh, because I, I, just for those playing at home, if you if you're wondering why right towards the back end of the show it seems a little bit more jumpy, uh, we kind of forget that we're you know doing a radio show and just sort mm. of catch up as mates and just
3: we go shoot. into deep conversations and about just, running and stuff. and just yes yeah,
1: sh- and just shoot the crap as one does. But um, just quickly, Which clearly I don't
3: understand about
1: running. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if you saw my race suit on the weekend, the uh, orange telly tubby is what they called me.
1: <laughs> well, I'm, I'm not touching that one. Um, yeah, no,
3: got to got to go on a diet over
1: this uh, over this off season. That's 2023's problem. We've got that's Christmas coming correct. up. Okay, look, Absolutely. and the amount, and I can tell you right now, the amount of turkey and ham I'm going to be having. Mm. Uh, the only apples I will be eating will be drizzled over <laughs> roast pork. But um, uh, <laughs>
3: and I've got the Sen Christmas party too. <laughs> well, there uh, you go. So me and me and fifth producer Woogie, we're gonna we're gonna smash it up on the day.
1: I'll right, so tell you what, mm. you've never seen a man delete a Hungry Jack's whopper like um, Jason oh. Matthews. I can tell you oh, that right mate. now. But Can sm- smash a whopper. <laughs> uh, I'm getting sidetracked here. 0433 98 1116 is our number. Keep your ticks messages coming in. Uh, here's one. Did Cam race TCR in Tassie? That's overseas. Well, I've actually, we've we've done the research, and Mm. all I got to say is
4: you've ruined your track record. There, never call us again, please. Never
1: in your life. Because I was actually confusing Cameron Hill with Mm. this gentleman we want to talk about. Because so the news came out: um, the Blanchard Racing Team they're going to enter Super Two next year, and they have signed top Porsche talent Aaron Love as Mm. part of its supercars expansion. Which includes running the car in Super Two next year, as, as well as uh, you know Todd Hazelwood in the main game. So I was thinking about Aaron Love because he's done stuff overseas. Easily done, not Cameron Hill, but uh, very successful in Porsche overseas yeah. as his his brother Jordan. So here's the thing too with um, with Aaron Love, he's he's the bloke that sort of ripped up the field in uh, the Carrera Cup at the Gold Coast, wasn't he? Yes, correct. Still correct. Ref- yeah. That, so because aren't all those cars basically just you know? Control-C, Control-V.
3: <laughs> oh, they're all exactly the same, I can tell you that much. Um, very tightly controlled by Porsche Motorsport Australia. Yeah, mate, this guy's a talent. There is absolutely no doubt that this guy's a talent. From a talented family, his brother, Jordan, uh, races Porsche Super Cup overseas. He was a Porsche junior, not unlike Matt Campbell. Um, Perth Perth kids. Nice. And Aaron has now decided to... Uh, Come back to Australia. Um, I don't know whether he's given up the international dream. I suspect so, uh, and he'll be driving a uh, a BRT Mustang in the uh, development series for, for next Gen year. Two. Yeah, yeah, for Gento. And you would have to assume that, given his exploits overseas and some of the success that he's had, that he's he wants to be in main game supercar, um, not unlike Matt Payne and Cam Hill. But I suppose. Jump into Super Two, see how he goes, get himself a co-drive, and maybe that was part of it. Maybe he's guaranteed a co-drive uh, at at Blanchard Racing Team next year as well. Maybe for two years, and then who knows? In twenty five, we might see uh, we might see Aaron Love in the main game,
1: or when they, or possibly if they can get the the second team's racing charter, we might even see twenty twenty
3: four. Great point, because they seem to be in the box seat for that the race team's charter, even though, uh, and we're going to talk about <laughs> our favourite subject boost mobile mm-hmm. um where they, they even though boost mobile would like that racing teams charter and that it's been a controversial uh, bit of paper um the blanchards seem to be in the box seat for that so you might be right bloody me in super two bring him up in 24 because that's when they're talking about releasing that uh 26 charter gonna say, you were um, gonna say wreck weren't you no, I wasn't. I was. I just wasn't sure. On my, uh, I, I wasn't sure whether it was twenty six, but I think it is twenty six. <laughs> uh, twenty six charter, and, and maybe that'll go to the Blanchards, and, and maybe that'll be a seat for uh, for Aaron. But talented kid, talented family can drive race cars.
1: Yeah, which is great to mm. see. And uh, mm. look, we, oh, we do we do love seeing, like you said, like we said with Cameron Hill. This is what needs to happen: more people mm-hmm. coming up through the ranks through the Carrera Cup and stuff like that. So fingers yep. crossed um, that he has a long supercars career ahead of him. And also, I'd like to see the Blanchards get up front a little bit since um, would you? Well, since ever since Sladey just barely missed out on that podium at mm. uh, at the start of last year, and Man yeah, Panorama, Baptist,
3: yeah, when he destroyed the car,
1: yeah, um, mm. they've kind of haven't really reached that height yet. So it'd be good to <laughs> no. see. Inconsistent. That's the problem, Nimsy. They're just inconsistent. Yeah. Hey, speaking of inconsistent, Daniel Ricciardo, he's done and dusted in terms of uh, an F1 drive for 2023. But we're going to chat about what happened at Abu Dhabi in the Formula One season finale. And we'll do that next here on the driver's seat. Thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia.
2: This is the driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been
1: making tomorrow matter. Shaping and building Australia together. It's a driver's seat and we do it thanks to Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building Australia. If you're even a smidge of a motorsport fan, you've probably been absolutely, I don't want to say toweled, but you've had a lot of people ask your opinion about what's going to happen with Daniel Ricciardo? What's going on with Mm. Danny Rick? Danny Rick Mm. this, Danny Rick that. So it's a great segue to get into our wrap-up of uh, Abu Dhabi. (laughs) Now, it was very less controversial than this time last year at Abu Dhabi, I can tell you that. But uh, Maxi Verstappen, he has taken a record-extending 15th win of the season and held off his teammate Sergio Perez at the start and didn't face a serious challenge from that. But there was two other big talking points from Abu Dhabi, and that was, of course, Sebastian Vettel uh, hanging up the helmet and Daniel Ricciardo also hanging up the helmet. Should we say that?
3: Uh, ah, yeah. It's a funny thing with Dan, right? Because, and we've we talked about it so much on the show. He wants to leave McLaren. He doesn't want to be there. They don't want him there. It's all nice and lovely and, and all that kind of stuff. But the reality is he, it, you know, the car just doesn't gel with him. So he mm. wants to go somewhere else. I think he could have gone to Haas. I think that was an opportunity. Um, Nico Hulkenberg has been named in that seat now beside K-Mag. Um, I just don't think it was competitive enough for him. So my thought and process is Danny Rick is going to is uh, going to go to a top team. Now, it's odds on it's going to be Red Bull this time, but a couple of weeks ago we were saying it was odds on going to be Mercedes-Benz, so we'll just wait till it gets announced. But he's going to be a reserve driver in the top there somewhere. And if you think about the relationship right now between Maxi and Perez in Red Bull, you know, it could be that, <laughs> that uh, Perez gets shown the door, uh, particularly if Danny is very quick in that car. Mm. Um you know, Max is now a two-time world champion. There is no doubt that when Danny goes to either one of those teams, he will be a number two. He, he is not going to be a number one driver no. or or seem to be a number one driver at all anymore. He is going to be a backup. So if Louis Ham from Mercedes retires, George Russell is their kid. So he's going to go there and play backup to George Russell, not unlike Bottas did with Hamilton. If he goes to Red Bull and he's reserve driver and Perez gets shown the door or decides he wants to go somewhere else, Danny Rick will get the race seat and he will be second driver
1: to Maxi Verstappen. Which I think you could argue that uh, he was already, with the last time he was at Red Bull.
3: Well, I think he was, no, I think he was equal coming in, but then he saw the pace of Maxie and he saw the storm gathering around Max that he was going to be Yeah, he
1: checked the tea leaves. He, <laughs> he could he
3: absolutely he could see he could see that that there was absolutely no doubt that this kid's gonna towel him up. Um, but you're right in what you... So, I mean, we think he's going to go to Red Bull and Mercedes. We'll have to wait and see. I'm hoping that'll be announced very soon. Mm-hmm. Of course, Oscar Piastri had his first test today in the McLaren. Um, surprise, surprise, it failed. So uh, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, careful probably, what you wish for there, yeah, Oscar. <laughs> Oscar's possibly uh, um, uh, having a look in the mirror tonight going, rot roll, what have I done? <laughs> yeah. But we'll have to wait and see. Uh, but it, I tell you what I loved, the and ceremony around Vettel retire Vettel retire. Oh, it was great yeah it was really good you know cuz he's 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 kind of half grown on me in the last couple of years after multi 21 I could have had him dismembered but <laughs> um uh, you know he's aged he's mellowed he's become quite not become intelligent he was always intelligent but he's he's really starting to show his intelligence his global appeal when it comes to uh, to environmental issues. You listen to a couple of podcasts. He's he's very uh, he good perspective. Design. Progressive, yeah. yeah so I, I I but I was I'm sad to see him go, but I'm also happy that he's gone out on his terms with a team that he was actually really quite happy with. Uh, Four time world champion, third most successful Formula One driver in history, behind uh, I think Senna and uh, Lewis Hamilton. And um, we'll miss him. I think we will miss him because he's quite a funny bugger too.
1: And did you see too, like some of the gifts that he was given, like his old man was there too. And when you see it, some of the teams that he's been at, he'd been at Red Bull, he's done this and that, done that, Ferrari, all that sort of stuff. They all love him. Yeah. It was, it was the, it was like Lounsie when Lounsie left. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It was like the,
3: everyone in pit lane came out, clapped him and hugged him. And he took photos with all the teams that he'd been with, Ferrari and Williams and. And uh, BMW doesn't exist anymore, but Ferrari, Williams, Red Bull, all that sort of stuff. And it was a it was a fitting farewell to uh, an incredible
1: champion. So fun one here from Lee on the Temper text line. Hey boys, just thinking about Danny Rick, the driver's seat in the AU Falcon. With Stevie mm. J so disappointed with Maddie Matt's performance, maybe Danny Rick could team up for a go <laughs> in the AU. If the results are similar, he'll feel like he's an F one. Hey, you know what, Lee? I'd probably make way for Demi Damien. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. I think I think that <laughs> one. I think, yeah, yeah, I'll happily, I'll step out for that one. <laughs> um, we'll wrap it all up in just a moment here on the driver's seat. Uh, if you'd like to get a message in, you can do so. Text us. Oh four double three. Last chance. 90. Last call for messages, folks. Indeed, last call. Otherwise, you're going to have to jump onto our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash drivers seat show. We'll wrap it all up next. All thanks to Kubota. Together, we're shaping and building Australia. This is the
2: driver's seat for Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, shaping and building Australia
1: together. Almost on a wrap-up here on the driver's seat. <laughs> Remember, if you'd like to get in touch, there is plenty of ways to do so. You can do it round the clock on our social media at Driver's Seat Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or even right now on the old text messages. O four double three ninety Here is one. Uh, hey, voice tuning in a little late, but if supercars keep sidestepping Tony Quinn and his investment into so many tracks throughout Australia and New Zealand, can we see him not keep putting money into the tracks that he continue to keep off the calendar, which will only hurt supercars but the grassroots races that use the venues too? Also, massive congrats to Jet on his national title.
3: Nice one. Um, so, firstly, and, and uh, most importantly, no, I don't think Tony Quinn will get upset that supercars doesn't go to his um, tracks. I think he'd like it to happen, but you've got to remember it that all this like is it one, I think it would all like to happen, but it's all, it, it's one weekend. Uh, you've got 52 weeks a year and don't worry, it's hard to get on QR. It's hard to get on Queensland Raceway. Uh, we tried to do a shakedown of the 99 TA car and mm-hmm. I had one hour. So, and we didn't even get that happening. So I I can't tell you how difficult it is to get on the tracks. Um, Supercars is not the be-all and end-all when you drive a circuit. They will be at Hampton Downs next year in New Zealand. Tony Quinn will benefit from that, of course. But don't worry. Um, Tony Quinn is drying his eyes with $1,000 bills. He's not, so it's not going to make or break Tony Quinn. Yeah. He will still put money in and it will be for people like grassroots and corporate people that want to use the circuits.
1: Ride days, activations, all that yeah, sort of stuff. Totally. So totally. Uh, and, and, Gre- and
3: Greg from Upper Coomera, I did ask for texts and you have texted and said,
1: hi. Hi, mate. Thanks for that. Thank you, Sir Gregory. But uh, that, <laughs> this has been the driver's seat. It's been a big thank you to Mark Winterbottom for jumping on the show. Thank you to Stevie J for taking time out of his busy schedule to come on his own show. Mm. And as... Gee, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Steve. Oh, I know, right? That's far short. And uh, once again, we've reached in the program and uh, Mark scape sends his apologies. Um, he, he's he's had his nose in a lot of things. Um, <laughs> No, finger in pies. Sorry. <laughs> Wrong bit of the United. Apologies, Mark. One day. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, hopefully we'll get you on soon, Mark, before the Adelaide mm. 500 if possible. Mm. But uh, we'll catch you next week. You're <laughs> on the driver's seat. <laughs>